Coast Biz is proudly presented by IJG. IJG, making your money work for you. Welcome to the uh, last episode of Ghost Biz for the year. The uh, Even ghosts take time off to go and haunt somebody's Christmas tree. Uh, we're talking to the finance ghost. And um, ghost, uh, let's start out with perhaps... One of the companies that has uh, put South Africa on an international finance map over the last century, Anglo-America put out a sense saying that it is uh, unlocking value through operational cost and capital discipline, but the market didn't like it. Tell us more. Hi, Gary. Yes, indeed. Coming to you from the bush, which is one of those great things about living in South Africa, of course. So you'll have to excuse any bird noises in the background, kind of hard to avoid. So yeah, looking at Anglo-American, they really did try hard in this announcement. The CEO claimed that the prospects for mined products have rarely looked better, yet the rest of the announcement was pretty much just bad news. Now, some of the major commodities at Anglo-American are having a tough time right now, including diamonds. The lab-grown versus mined diamond debate rages on, and the impact on diamond prices has been very interesting to follow. Anglo-American has given guidance out to 2026 now, and production is expected to fall in 2024 and 2025 before picking up again in 2026, and that's across all their commodities. The point here is when commodity prices are not favorable, we see mining houses pull back on production, and this is exactly why the sector is called a cyclical sector, because what happens is that pullback in production theoretically drives commodity prices higher again, and then the mines start to invest in production once more, once the prices are more favorable. Either way, though, seeing the share price drop 13% on a single day when the underlying company is a giant like Anglo-American is quite something. The market is very twitchy at the moment about commodities. Now, through the big pillars that uh, came in under that particular sense, uh, also released updates of their own. And this is Anglo-America Platinum, which has uh, reduced its production and CapEx outlook. And Kumba, which uh, continues to be hampered by the lack of rail. So if we look at the other Anglo-American group companies, you've got Amplatz, Anglo-American Platinum, and that is getting really hurt at the moment by low PGM prices. So just like at the mothership, Anglo-American production is now being guided lower. And of course, that is contributing to the overall bad news at the mothership Anglo-American level. CapEx guidance, that's also lower in 2024, but Amplatz hopes that will pick up again in 2025. And of course, most of this will only happen if the PGM prices actually improve. And a lot of that story depends on how strong demand is going to be for electric vehicles. Now, the jury is very much still out on that, in my view, evidenced by a global group like Ford tapering its investments in electric vehicles because of demand concerns. Moving on to Kumba Iron Ore, the company has been terribly let down by Transnet and the whole country literally suffers as a result. This is a huge taxpayer. We just cannot afford to be losing out on these exports. So their stocks at the mine, the levels of stocks have actually increased to unsustainable levels because they just can't get the stuff to the ports. There's been a 15% decrease since 2019 in the amount of ore being railed. And to actually put it in trucks is way more expensive. You need higher commodity prices for that. And of course, it's just a disaster for South African roads. It really is just a mess. So unfortunately, Anglo-American and its group companies very much fighting the war on all fronts here. Okay, let's switch to some good news. And it's uh, good news out of the construction industry has been pretty rare in the last uh, couple of years. But there is some good news from old South African stalwart Marion Roberts. It is nice to see some happier stuff coming through from Murray and Roberts, but it is off a terribly low base, so you have to keep that in mind. They have a broken balance sheet, or at least they had a broken balance sheet. It seems to be a bit better, and all kinds of troubles, and the market has been very concerned that an equity raise might be needed. 
At least that is off the table for now, which is what took the share price over 13% higher on the day of the announcement. So there's one for the books. On the same day, you could have been up 13% in Murray and Roberts and down 13% in Anglo. Just incredible, right? Now, they managed to bring the debt down by selling a couple of assets and renegotiating some commercial terms. Another big factor here is the Canadian subsidiary raising debt in Canada, and that will enable a special dividend to Murray and Roberts that can then be used to reduce debt here. All this really does, of course, is push debt down from the holding company into the Canadian business. It does also help, though, that overheads and operating costs have come down significantly. So Murray and Roberts has significantly de-risked its balance sheet, which is great news. And of course, the market liked that. And moving back into uh, red territory, uh, a famous red brand, Absa, saw a 6% drop in the share price. Um, it's often said that in good times and bad, banks make money. So why is the share price dropping? You know, poor ABSA came into this year with the market having higher expectations for the group, and unfortunately, higher expectations are dangerous. After years of not exactly being the sector stalwart, there was hope that things were maybe moving in the right direction for ABSA, but unfortunately, we are seeing them struggle to stay on the right side of the operating margin equation. So negative jaws is the problem here. Very much a banking term. I've uh, learnt the hard way sometimes that that term doesn't travel well outside of banking, but jaws basically just measures income growth versus expense growth. And if you have negative jaws, it means your expenses are growing faster than your income, which is the last thing investors want to see. Return on equity suffers as a result. It will be lower than the 16.4% last year, but above the cost of equity of 14.5%. So ironically, despite the fact that ABSA is probably still doing a little bit better than Nedbank in terms of return on equity, the share price performance this year is actually much worse. Investing is all about expectations versus what actually happens. And perhaps just uh, in closing some some more bad news just before Christmas. Uh, and a stock we don't really talk about a lot, but Ital Tile, um, traditionally a strong company in uh, South Africa, um, but not good news from them and further indicating that South African consumers and uh, in fact consumers through the whole region are under pressure leading into Christmas. Ital Tile, very much in a tough spot right now. Consumer discretionary spending is a problem. And the sales update for the five months to November reflects strong competition in the sector and margins under pressure because the group is trying to respond to weak demand. And that makes it really difficult to get the pricing that they want to be getting. To make it worse, the manufacturing side of the business has seen a drop in both internal and external sales to third parties. Now, in that business, you just cannot afford to have revenue go backwards or your margins go backwards too because operating leverage works against you, not with you. South Africans are unfortunately still spending on all kinds of things other than nice new bathrooms, and that does make life really difficult for Ital Tile. There's only so much they can do in that kind of environment. If we can turn our attention to uh, local matters now, uh, Trusco uh, released a trading statement that you were quite impressed with some of the word usage, but the upshot is uh, the market didn't like what they had to say. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I had a strong suspicion, Gary, that you would ask me about Trustco, hot off the press. They definitely get the Creative Writing Award. Either that or they are doing a great job of using ChatGPT for their announcements now. Unfortunately, none of the, the flowery and entertaining language really helps you when your net asset value per share has plummeted. In an investment holding company, that is the key metric, and it really reflects the value of the portfolio, and that's what investors are actually buying. Now, we've seen an environment over the past year where Discount rates have gone a lot higher, and what that means is basically the values of investments tend to come down. So for the year ended August 2023, the net asset value per share has dropped from 181 cents per share to between 98 
and 136 cents. Now that's a huge drop, which is why the share price was given a 45% knock in response, trading at around 27 cents now, which is still a big discount to NAV. If there is any silver lining there, some of the issue at year end was around property valuations and some changes to rules in Namibia that limit the loan to value. I'm certainly no expert on what's going on on the ground in Namibia, but the announcement did say that there was a court challenge around this and that the situation has improved post year end. So maybe there's some good news at least for Trusco investors. Thanks, guys. It was uh, lovely to talk to you. Uh, happy haunting. Have a wonderful Christmas and we'll talk to you in the new year. Ghost Biz was proudly presented by IJG. IJG, making your money work for you. Visit IJG.net for more information.